Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall. Well, this episode will be looking at treatment of colds, flu, and yes, even COVID-19. <laughs> so buckle up. This uh, I am planning on this being less lecture and more of a uh, well, just talk or discussion about what's going on and what to do about it. So getting into it. In the previous programs, we have mostly lectured because that's the nature of the material. The foundation had to be laid before we could discuss applications based on that foundation of natural medicine. It's our hope that you can use this material and philosophy to improve your health and the health of your family. Now, Cold and flu are a yearly occurrence in many households, but they can be treated and even prevented with some knowledge and preparation. You might be interested in knowing that it's been estimated that one out of seven people who have ever died on Earth throughout history have died of tuberculosis. That's a lot. Yeah. It's easy to forget that some of the most devastating Mortal diseases have been controlled only recently. The most effective control uh, measures are related to sanitation and hygiene. Now, why did I bring that up? Because tuberculosis is a respiratory disease. Now, the respiratory system is our most vulnerable system. It's vulnerable to invasion by pollution, viral particles, and all varieties, or of all varieties, pollen, dust, water, etc. But you're not victims. You don't have to be. You are not a victim of circumstances that surround you and carry you wherever they wish to take you. A well-cared-for body is difficult to subject to disease. That would be because the immune system is strong, alert, and wise. Only in a well-cared-for body, of course. Of course. The immune system is at least as complicated as our brain. It involves billions, if not trillions, of bacteria which line the gut wall and communicate chemically with each other and with our gut wall. It has not been known all that, or for all that long, just how complicated and how important these bacteria are. But uh, they are your first line of defense. And yet they are the first casualties when you have antibiotic treatments. So, you do want to be only using antibiotics when you have to use antibiotics. And 
cold and flu, you don't need them unless you have bacterial pneumonia. And that only happens if you have done a whole lot of other things wrong. And so let's see whether or not we can help you avoid that. Yes, please. Yeah. Now note that the immune system is sensitive to your mood, your state of mind, and the genuine strength of your faith in God. Depressed, hopeless people are easy prey for diseases of all types. In contrast, people who have faith in specific promises from God are less vulnerable. I remember in the 50s, um, yes, well, I don't remember much about the 50s, but I do remember the uh, attitude that was in the hospitals. At that time, they were treating patients about the same way we treated lab animals when I was uh, working in cancer research. That doesn't sound comforting. Well, it didn't work very well either because people are not machines. And if you treat them like a machine, what do you think is going to happen? It'll break down? Well, well, yeah. (laughs) You're going to have only partial treatment of the problem. Much of what is wrong with people that sends them into a doctor's office or into some kind of hospital care is a spiritual problem. True. So that has to be dealt with. Or at least be aware of it. Now, I'm not here to tell you what you got to do, but uh, I do want to give you facts about how the body works. Now, the various systems of the body in a well cared for cared for body are working together in harmony. No part of the body can function long at all without the other parts of the body. And we're not just the sum of our amazing parts. We are one integrated system that is complex beyond belief. It is at the same time designed to bring itself into balance and regain strength if it is allowed to do so. Now, medicine does not heal you. Your body either has the strength to heal itself or it won't be healed. Now, that's kind of hard for some people to wrap their heads around. Now, obviously, we take medicine because it stabilizes a condition. It will help us to where we can have time and space for the body to strengthen and to get well. But the things that the body need in order to actually move toward healing have to do with the things that we have been lecturing on for the past several episodes. That's why we were lecturing, because this is the material that you need in order to deal with disease. And in particular, that's the case with respiratory problems. The respiratory system is very sensitive to the state of the immune system, gut health, circulatory health, um, whether or not the blood is clean and pure, and then, of course, whether or not a person is depressed. 
A person who is depressed is not going to be breathing well, is not going to be seeking good, clean air and bright sunshine. And it's going to move or nudge the person into a self-destructive cycle. So if you want to know the how, how this works, go to the previous episodes. Now, any respiratory condition is best treated early since a virus is difficult to stop once it is propagated enough to get established. Have you ever noticed how if you are able to stop a cold or a flu within the first few hours that you notice it, then it does seem to go away. Yes, it does. You don't know how much you've actually tried that. But most people don't pay enough attention to what's going on in their body to notice that they have a problem. They'll just go on until they go, I don't feel so good. And then you find them in the medicine case or cabinet just looking for anything that would help, or then they'll run to the clinic and they'll ask for an antibiotic. And I don't recommend doing that. Now, clinics are great. (laughs) Clinics are great when you need them, but you do want to treat the right thing with the right medicine. Now, after the cold gets established, or if it's a flu, once it's established, then you're in for a fight, especially if you can't stop and rest. Or if you're in a place to where you have to be eating food that you buy in a box. Neither of those conditions are going to be be helpful for you. You can recover, even if you're doing that, but it's going to be hard, and a lot of people don't make it. So just know that the more advanced the process goes, the more of the body is more of the body is going to be involved and it will be injured. Okay, also be aware that pneumonia starts out as a cold that infects the bronchial tract. After the cold goes to the chest, the mucus stream carries otherwise harmless bacteria into the lung, infecting it. This cascades into the various forms of pneumonia. Now, obviously, the flu can be fatal, but it doesn't have to be. It is best to treat it early and properly. There are several herbal remedies, but they are only moderately effective if the lifestyle is not already conducive to good health. That is, you can take the right herbs at the right time, the right amount, and you're still going to fail if you've got a weak body. And so you must make a decision to take responsibility for your health. Nobody else can do that for you. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that the doctor has no place in it, but I am saying that ultimately he's working for you. If it goes badly, 
then you're the one that has an injured body, not the doctor. So you have to pay attention. Now, by pay attention, you mean pay attention to what your body's telling you by the symptoms? Well, yeah, that and, and, <laughs> and the, pay attention to the the advice you're getting. You know, right? the instructions from the yeah, doctor. Check things out for yourself. Now, if you can't stop and rest, that is, that's another problem. That is mm-hmm. a spiritual problem, and that mean, meaning you're a slave. And you're going to have to get some help. That's also a faith issue. You seek God until you can find your way out of that, because otherwise it will take you down. Now, since uh, antibiotics uh, target certain bacteria and only bacteria, not virus, they are ineffective against the cold and the flu. Um, However, antibiotics are lethal to the gut bacteria, which make up at least 80%, or say maybe about 80% of the immune system. Once enough of the beneficial bacteria are killed off, the body is weakened in its ability to mount a defense against the invading virus and then secondary bacterial infections. Also, the digestion is badly impaired by the loss of beneficial bacteria. So... There are also other problems that happen or that come about when uh, you've killed the, a large portion of the uh, beneficial bacteria. Then you're subject to many of the, uh, the acquired hospital diseases, such as the Clostridium difficile. And it's really hard to get rid of. Now, what's that one? Well, that one is the bacteria that uh, gives you diarrhea in the hospital and it can run and run and run until you just can't go anymore. You're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we would like to encourage you to visit our website at hungrykidsinternational.org. We are constantly working at it. We've just gotten it revamped and so we appreciate a visit. All right. Coming up, the things you can do. See you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. 
COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive oh welcome back we've been talking about preparation for the cold and flu season things that are required for health and so now here are some things you can do we must find time even though you're in a rushed world to rest breathe clean air exercise enough to keep the blood and the lymph moving that's particularly the case when you're dealing with COVID you have to have your circulatory system in good shape because that's what takes the beating in that disease. You want to drink water instead of the many less helpful competing beverages. Drink about two quarts per day. What would those uh, unhelpful uh, competing beverages be? You mean like sodas and sweet tea, things yeah, like that? Well, yeah. Yeah, sweet tea because of the sugar. Well, how about all those uh, fruit drinks? Yeah, the fruit drinks because there's a lot of sugar in those as well. Um, why are the fruit drinks as much of a problem as the sodas? Because of the sugar and the way that they're processed to, to uh, last on the shelves. Yeah. Is that what you're looking for? Well, that, that is, yeah, that's, that is the case. Um, freshly expressed fruit juice, that is something you juice yourself and then drink immediately, will not spike your blood sugar. It will it'll raise the blood sugar, but it won't spike it. And it will not cause the same kind of insulin shock that you would expect if you drank uh, some 
grape or orange juice that was boiled and put in a bottle. And so you do notice that they are different. Now, the nourishing diet. In strengthening your body, you would want to pay attention to food combinations as well as just selecting good nourishing food. Now, the body has certain limits of what foods can be digested together in the stomach and in the small intestine. And digestion starts in the mouth. You have to chew the food very well if you're going to have a chance of digesting it. But that, that goes for the carbohydrates, the proteins, and even some of the fats. But the, uh, the carbohydrates are extremely important that you chew until the food softens enough to where you know that breakdown, uh, enzymatic breakdown is well underway. And the reason you have to do that in the mouth is because once you swallow it, digestion of carbohydrates stops until it gets into the small intestine. And if you have eaten a lot of carbohydrate and then eat protein along with it that, or fats or cheese, it's going to stay in the stomach for a long time. And that gives yeast and bacteria time to operate on it to where they eat it before you do. And that will produce fermentation products, which can make you ill. But they will also weaken the immune system because they will put stress on it. They'll keep your immune system busy trying to take care of bad meals. So you're saying that our common cheeseburgers are not a very good thing? Not a good idea, even though I'll admit your body can digest them. It's just that there is a price that you're paying, and there's two places where you're paying it. One of them is in the uh, oh, the pancreas, which has to clean up everything that hasn't been uh, digested so far. And the other one is the fermentation products that your liver and the immune system have to deal with. So it does cost you. Um, Not that I'd take away your cheeseburgers, but uh, (laughs) there is a price to pay for it. Well, don't eat them at every meal or even every day. Yeah. So you want to eat protein foods and carbohydrate foods at separate meals if you can. Um eat proteins and acids at separate meals. What acids? That would be vinegar or... Condiments. Like, yeah, such many as of the condiments and that, ketchup. that have vinegar in them. Well, and the pickles. reason is that even though you would think that acids would help you digest proteins, what they will do is suppress the amount and amount of hydrochloric acid that is being secreted in the stomach. And so that will produce indigestion. You will not be able to completely digest proteins if you have had a lot of condiments. 
Now, ketchup is uh, is one of those that causes problems, not only because suppressing the hydrochloric acid, but it also has a lot of sugar in it. And so that's kind of like eating candy. Mm -hmm. Tomato candy. Ketchup is not a vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) It's made with a real, well, fruit that acts as a vegetable, but it... It's not good for you. So it doesn't classify as a It doesn't classify as a vegetable. (laughs) Oh, okay. And so you want to eat sugars and proteins at separate meals. Um, Sugar ferments in the presence of proteins because it it cannot flush out of the, the stomach very quickly. Excuse me, I had to swallow then you want to eat starches and sugars at separate meals because while the starches are being worked on, the the sugars will ferment. So you're saying that dessert is not a good idea after a meal? It really isn't because it will it ends up feeding mostly fungus. Hmm. And you know if you have uh, oh, something like athlete's foot, or if you have fungal problems, then this will exacerbate it, hmm. It'll make it worse. A lot of people think that uh, they're allergic to melons because they get gas from eating them. Um, the problem almost always is that they have eaten melons with something else. And... That will, okay, the problem is that the melons are mostly sugar and they are designed as a food to clear the stomach within 20 or 30 minutes. But they can't clear the stomach if they have, uh, if they're being eaten with something else. And so the sugar stays there. And the yeast get a hold of it, and they'll thank you for the meal, but they will produce a lot of gas. So in a lot of the picnics during the summertime, whenever you've got a lot of watermelon, you would eat the watermelon, been, been about 30 minutes later, you can go have your Yeah, other then you meal. think about a meal. Okay. But the hamburgers and hot dogs you're not supposed to have? Not with the melon in your gut. <laughs> That's not going to work out. Um, there, are, the stomach can be working on something and not directly affect the small intestine, unless you drink a lot of fluid with the meal. It's another thing you you don't want to be drinking water or juices or tea in any quantity with a meal, because. What it'll do is flush out the enzymes that your stomach is using to uh, digest the food. And so then you're left with all those enzymes eating on the small intestine, and they're not digesting the food in the stomach, which the body has to turn around and make some more enzymes, and that makes you tired. Yeah, no, Does milk, that also cause um, ulcers in the stomach? Yeah, it can contribute greatly to ulcers, in particularly the duodenum, 
that mm. first part of the small intestine. Okay. Okay. So then you'd want to get exposure to sunlight. sunlight. I'm sorry I interrupted. You said something about milk. Yeah, milk. Oh, um, milk. Some people like it. Some people don't. If you're tolerant to it, you may you can use it, but it doesn't mix well with other foods. Mm. Now, sunlight. What causes the problems, such as cancer or skin disease, has more to do with the quality or lack of quality of the fats that you're eating. It's not directly the sunlight that's the problem. Your body does need sunlight. And so uh, you're encouraged to get it. It does strengthen the immune system. It uh, is where the vitamin D is supposed to come from. It's, that is what you need. And so then learn how to trust God. Now, it's not possible to trust him if you don't know him. But I am talking about the God of the Bible, and in particular I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus. Now, there are promises and commands that the Lord has given and each of them are important. You have to learn how to trust God by trusting what he said. But promises that he makes are real, and they can be relied on. Jesus promised that he would not cast somebody out if they were coming to him. And so, no, you haven't gone too far or done too much. But I encourage you, this is a very important foundation in even your health. But it certainly has to do with the strength of your spirit, whether or not you're susceptible to depression. All right. Common, when, uh, when we come back, I want to start uh, talking about uh, remedies for the... Uh, specific remedies for cold, flu, and then about COVID. It's quite likely that next week we'll be going over the same type of material because there is so much to cover. And I don't want to short you. So I would encourage you to visit our website. And we'll see you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. 
Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive welcome back to recover and thrive we've been talking about uh, preparing your body for a cold or flu and so now, what do you do when you got one? Most everybody recognizes it when they've got one. <laughs> but, uh, all right, colds is really the result of not living on the best level. Once it arrives, it does cleanse toxins from the system. And along with rest, it enables the person to get back into better shape. Now, if you look at it that way, the cold is actually a blessing because it forces people to rest who otherwise would prematurely uh, develop a debilitating, chronic, life-threatening disease. Uh, and there are a variety of those that come from not taking care of yourself. Now, cold is always in the upper respiratory tract. It's the nose, mouth, throat, the upper bronchial tract. If congestion develops in the chest, the cold is worsening into something even more serious. Be careful at the transition where what's in your head and maybe a sore throat drops down into the bronchial tract. Your voice will sound different and other people will notice it more than you do. Pay attention because that's when it's starting to become a problem. Your cough will change too. Your cough changes or yeah, the sneeze may not be as important um, in a cold, but when a sneeze becomes a cough, and certainly when it's rattling, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to ignore it. Now, it is as soon as it develops, go to bed, drink fresh lemon juice in water, and settle down to getting well. But, fresh lemon juice, you'd want to express the juice of a lemon, take about a quarter of a teaspoon and eight ounces of water, and that will help you stay nourished because what you will want to do is avoid food while you're trying to get past the crisis stage in either a cold or a flu. Now, if you don't know how to take care of yourself, you better contact a physician, especially if chills or shortness of breath occur. Any accompanying fever goes above 101 degrees for more than three days or any fever above 103. Now, yellow or white spots may appear in the throat, and that one is, uh, that is dangerous. Um, The lymph nodes under the jaw and the neck may become enlarged. 
or any hot or extreme pain such as earache or swollen tonsils, sinus pain, aching in the lungs or chest. Then there might be excessively large amounts of, of sputum or sputum that's greenish or bloody. And maybe it's difficult to swallow, wheezing. These are regular flu things. Now, COVID adds to that. Treatment. Let's see now. About the yellow or white uh, patches, these may be the group A beta hemolytic streptococcus, And that uh, that can cause severe bleeding and definitely uh, problems with the heart muscle and rheumatoid arthritis. And where would it be bleeding? In your throat? In the throat, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So you don't want to scrape any membranes in your throat. Mm-hmm. Now, treatment. As much vitamin C as you can take without producing diarrhea, which when you're really fighting with a cold or flu can be... 500 milligrams or more, either a day or sometimes at a time. Um, You'll know when you've had too much because you start having a diarrhea that's um, not painful or uncomfortable, but uh, the body's just uh, opening up the bowel. Now, in acute cases, 1,000 milligrams, which is one gram of vitamin C every hour, also take bioflavonoids and small amounts of garlic along with the seeds. An excellent germ fighter. Well, vitamin A, calcium lactate or gluconate is helpful. Brewer's yeast or vitamin B6 is a, a natural antihistamine. Vitamin E, but you have to be careful with vitamin E if you have congestive heart failure. There's too much E is going to uh, is going to make or aggravate a congestive heart failure problem. Betaine hydrochloride acidifies the stomach. And that's good for meals. It uh, it will help with uh, digestion, but it also stops infections from coming up from the stomach up into the lungs. Now, zinc, uh, zinc lozenges are good. The vitamin F, all these things necessary and they help. Before I get into the herbs, uh, let's drop down to uh, the COVID. I want to discuss that. Now, Natural physicians have been faced with this unusual virus, just as physicians all over the world. And much progress has been made early in Italy and then in Mexico toward understanding the disease and developing a response to it. COVID-19 is not just a respiratory disease. That is, it's not just a flu. It's also a cardiovascular disease. It was noted by autopsies in Italy in the first wave of infection that uh, investigators found patients were dying from blood clots originating in the lungs instead of from pneumonia. There was a great deal of inflammation in the alveolar sacs and in the lungs, but the inflammation was not liquefying the lungs. 
as would be expected for H1N1. The, these infections were duplicated, or excuse me, these findings were made in Mexico as well as other places. And later research showed that the virus infected the alveoli and then inflamed the outer surface of capillaries, causing blood clotting factors to be released from the infected cells, then making their way into the capillary circulation. This results in distributed tiny clots that form emboli in the lungs, brain, heart, kidneys, etc. This clotting does lasting damage. And so, of course, that can be easily fatal. Now, there's disagreement on the mortality rate, so I'm not even going to bother talking about it. The, uh, the current pharmaceutical approved by the FDA is resmedesvir and IV infusion. It has some common side effects, such as nausea, fever, and then serious side effects such as cardiac arrest, uh, hemo, or excuse me, hepatotoxicity, anaphylaxis, hypersensitivity, acute injury to the kidney, respiratory failure, and then of course the infusion reactions. Now, it acts as, as a mimic of a, ATP and interferes with RNA replication but its range of toxicity is unknown. Now, hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malarial drug, has also been used, but its effectiveness has been challenged. I've heard that, that uh, clinics have used it and are getting good results. Budesonide, used or delivered through a nebulizer, has been reported to be effective by Dr. Bartlett. MD in Odessa, Texas. It also has some quite a bit of side effects, but uh, he's reporting 100% effectiveness. And so it's pretty it's worth good looking odds. Into. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Ivermectin um, in uh, Australia or New Zealand, I don't remember which it came out of. It's an antiparasitic drug for river blindness. And it uh, seems to work by preventing RNA propagation in the nucleus. It's been reported to be very effective in the clinics that use it. Side effects are not listed, but there are a lot of cautions, so don't try it without a licensed MD. Now, natural remedies, I would focus on the the cardiac side of it. Blood thinners are effective in protecting circulation. This this protects the lungs and all the major organs. But of course, if you're already on blood thinners, don't try the natural ones. Now, we, we'll come back after break and I'll finish working on COVID. See you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. 
We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Now, we've been talking about the flu and COVID. And so we're down to the natural remedies. I had mentioned before break that blood thinners are effective in produce, in protecting circulation. Now, this property of blood thinners protects the lungs and all the major organs. Now, many patients are already on blood thinners of some kind, so they would be advised to have their dosages reviewed by their primary care provider. For patients that are not on blood thinners, alfalfa or chamomile are effective. Now, alfalfa is um, delivered in a tablet, generally either a 500 milligram or a uh, one gram, that is 1,000 milligram tablet, and one or two a day, well, of the uh, 1,000 milligram, while you're in the acute part of the illness would be very helpful. Now, if you can't get alfalfa, most people can, you know, can reach some form of chamomile tea or infusion. You should infuse, that is, that's um, the name for making it a tea of an herb, um, infuse it for about 15 to 20 minutes and cover it while it's in the infusion, you'd get a good extraction. The Both alfalfa and chamomile have been shown to be effective as blood thinners. 
but do not mix natural blood thinners with pharmaceutical blood thinners. They do not mix well, and they will result in serious hemorrhaging. Now, let's see, the chamomile, the way I would do it would be to take one teaspoon of herb into one cup of water that's as pure as you can get it. Distilled is great. You bring the water to a boil and take it off the heat, put it over the herb, and then cover for 10 to 15, I think I would go longer, minutes. And you can do this twice a day. Hawthorn berry is also helpful in strengthening the heart, but it's contraindicated in cases of congestive heart failure. Now, green tea can be used as an anti-inflammatory agent, which would slow down the uh, amount of blood clotting um, agent that's going into the blood. It's also good for calming a respiratory infection. Green tea is best used as a remedy if it's not part of your usual routine. The more you use a remedy, the less effective it is when you need it as a treatment. That does go for chamomile as well. There are a lot of people that drink it all the time. And when they need it as a medicine, it's not going to be working for them. Is chamomile and also green tea, are they harmful if you drink it every day? Yes. Uh, No, chamomile maybe not. But the green tea can be a problem depending on how much you're drinking. There are people who have ruined their livers doing that. They do several times a day. Drink it, you know. Not good. However, if you're sick with a flu or a cold, then your tolerance for it goes up because the body is actually needing it and using it. Okay. So that's often the case with the, with herbal medicines. Uh, what you're not really tolerant to, uh, not violently, but when your body's going, yeah, don't like that. When you're well, if you're sick, it wants it. And so herbal remedies. Now, mullein, um, M-U-L-L-E-I-N, is very good for head colds. Eucalyptus is mixed, mixes well with mullein. The eucalyptus is good for the lungs, for the throat. It does help the head. Oregano. Just the humble oregano herb is very good as an antiviral. Purple sage, which is called ceniso in my part of the country. The blossoms are the most effective, but it's very good for a cough and for upper respiratory complaints, even including pneumonia. Wild cherry bark has been used for a long time. It is mild. By long time, I mean centuries. And it's uh, even safe for children. Uh, it's used in many commercial cough medicines. Mm-hmm. And so it also helps with the tummy. Whenever you've got a cold and, and yeah, your does. tummy's upset, then it, it will help with the stomach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in addition, now these are some of the major backbone herbs for dealing with cold and flu. Now, you will want to become familiar with how to make a uh, an infusion or a decoction. 
you you decoct the seeds or the hard stems or a bark. Now that means to simmer the herb for something like 20 to 20 minutes to even an hour, usually 30 minutes. And what you do is start with about a cup and a half of water, simmer it down to about a cup, strain the uh, the herb out, and then drink either all of it or portions of it, depending on how it's dispensed or how it's used. Now, other helpful ones are the Chinese skull cap and ginger. They're used as hemoagglutinin inhibitors. They stop mm-hmm. the infection process before the virus enters the cells. Now, Chinese skull cap, ginger, licorice root, elderberry, rhodiola, and isatis are also neuraminidase inhibitors, which make them effective against influenza A and B strains. COVID, be careful with no. Be careful with the licorice root, though. Yes, licorice root does increase blood pressure. So if you've got high blood pressure, you do want to be watching this. Right. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I do not know how these other herbs affect COVID. I am much more confident in the ones that I told you earlier because they just help with the infection itself. You mean the ones like the mullein, eucalyptus, oregano, and sage and wild cherry? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, also generally helpful in preventing and treating a cold or flu or zinc at about 50 um, milligrams per day, selenium, 200 to 400 micrograms. It's it's a high dose, but when you're suffering from flu, it is very helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Licorice root is good, but mind your blood pressure. Now, I would take only about a quarter teaspoon of a uh, of a powder. Uh, elderberry, very good. Uh, red root, it's is also useful. Pleurisy root and immortal, immortal, are also quite useful. They've been used for a long time in the northern states. They are fairly hard to come by, but uh, those are quite helpful. Now, liposomal C. Now, vitamin C can only be absorbed by the body at a certain rate. And if you go past that, then the, the gut just throws it out. But if you encapsulate the C in a lecithin micelle, then the body is able to take much higher doses of vitamin C and it delivers directly into the cells. And the liver is the primary beneficiary because that's that's the first place the blood goes when it comes out of the digestive system. And so I do recommend using liposomal C. There are several texts that you can find on Amazon that tell you how to make it yourself. It's not all that hard. And when you're suffering from cold or flu and nothing seems to be working, that's what you'd you'd want to be using. So uh, I do plan on going through uh, much of this next week. So uh, I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for joining us. 
God bless you. See you next week. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.